This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. The only thing that if you don't have, it can make you go to heaven, is when you don't have demons in you. But otherwise, lack of poverty is never a condition for entry anywhere into the kingdom of heaven. Are you with me? Lack of poverty does not, is not one of the conditions which is required to go to heaven. I've not seen a verse that says, he, he who is poor shall see the kingdom of heaven. Even when they say, is it blessed are the poor in spirit. Do you get it? It doesn't promise them that they will see the kingdom of heaven. They will have, you see, what, what does it say? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be It doesn't take you anywhere. I think Matthew 5. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Poor in spirit. But not poor. Poor in spirit. They get it. It's, it's qualified. Poor in spirit. I need to find out what that poverty is because it has the tendency to mis- misguide. You say, when you are poor, no. So what it is is that I've been a pastor for a while and I feel that my people are not prospering the way they ought to. Do you get it? I always say, give my pastors as an example, that I've not organized a pastor's camp that the camp fee is 2,000 rands before. Do you get it? Have, I, have we organized a pastor's camp that the camp fee is 2,000 rand? Not even 1,000. Doesn't it bother you? Uh, doesn't it bother you? That you have people that have worked for 20 years and you can't organize a camp that they pay 1,000 rand. I mean, it's, 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 look, it bothers me, I tell you. And the, you see, the prosperity of the pastors is a reflection of the prosperity of the people. Because they are the ones that have been at the thing often longer. They've been working with God. They've been serving God. And you want to see them prosper. Because our God has not called us to be poor. Do you get it? He has promised, he said, that I have not asked you to serve me in vain. Do you get it? In other words, you are not serving me for nothing. Yeah. Your serving me will lead to a blessing in your life of abundance here on earth and in the life to come. So, I really believe, God, that we need to look at the word to find what we are missing so that we add it to our lives and therefore change the story. Are you with me? Yeah, we must change the story. We must change the story. We must stand as good examples or good testimonies of the truthfulness of the word of God. Amen. Amen. So I, for, for some time, I really want us to go deep into that book and, and analyze the principles that are there and see clearly what changes we must make to bring into our lives the truth and the blessings of God. Amen. So, Jesus in Mark chapter 4, verse 25, do you get it? In Mark 4, 25, you have a TV screen eh, that I need to bring to you. 
But I don't know whether there's a TV screen that I got. I made you guys contribute. So I wanted to box it nicely so that it doesn't spoil. I think it's 65 inches or so. Either 65 or 75 inch. So, but the movement, because if you leave it here, somebody will take it to the place where. You know, stealing, it doesn't allow things to be done, eh? Ish. But it comes, it, it's common in places where the people are not developed to think of themselves better than the way they do. You see, when a person thinks of himself or has a, a certain self-esteem, they don't accept to live by a certain lower means. You see, the man in the parable who Jesus was speaking about, who was accused to his master as having wasted his substance and therefore was about to lose his job. Because of the way he saw himself, he had a better image of himself. He looked at what was about to happen to him, that when I lose my job, what is my next step? My next step is I will have to beg. And he said, to beg, it's not for me. I'm ashamed. My level does not allow me to live by begging. Therefore, he came up with an idea. And Jesus said, he is wiser. The children of this generation are wiser than the children of the kingdom. Because he's wiser in that he uses wisdom to make moves by making, giving people favors. He made them reduce their bills because it's like, for now I'm in charge and I'm about to lose my job. So I'm making you, how much do you owe my master? Let's reduce it because I'm the one who has to sign it. So I'm investing, I'm investing in your company. You owe a thousand but I'm making you write 500. So remember that I've invested 500 in your company. So when I come demanding for shares, you should not start talking plenty. Do you get it? He may have sat there and listen, I want to invest. He may not have told them, do this or do that, maybe clearly, but he would have told them, that, listen, I want to invest in your company, but I want to invest to clear your debts. So how much do you owe my master? Okay, I'm going to pay 50% of it for you. Okay, so the balance that is left is 500. So write it, let's sign. You have paid. I've paid, I'm going to pay. Whether he pays or not is another thing. They get it back. What motivated his thinking was that he's above begging for food. Now, when people don't, people are not developed to have a certain self-esteem and self-value they live by the lowest of means. And it doesn't bother them. That is why somebody would, you see, a person who decides to steal, like sometimes they steal copper cables and things, it's telling you that they don't value themselves as something. It's like, I'm, there's, I'm nothing. So stealing is okay for my way of eating. So when a country doesn't develop the people, and make the people have self-esteem in terms of their education to make them aware that you have more value than these vices of life. It will, the vices will exist because the people don't think of themselves that, ah, the man said to beg for food. Forget it. I have enough brains for me to beg. So when I see young, able-bodied people standing by the roadside begging, what I analyze is that, oh, shame. Somebody has not interacted with them for them to have a certain self-esteem to opt for other ways of living. By the way, for those of you who have children, please, this is an important truth that you must inculcate, I mean, put in your children. 
make them aware that they are valuable. Do you get it? And therefore, certain things must not be done in their lives. Like, no, you are better than this. No, it's important. Because otherwise, your child will, when an option, like a way of living is offered, which is very low, they will accept it because they, they, they don't see themselves above that way. Are you with me? This is just uh, off the cuff, by the way, this, I mean, example. But, so let's, let's go on in, in the scripture. That, I think there is about the stealing of the TV that brought me. Uh, so, I am learning that in cultures where people are, are made to value themselves, they don't engage themselves in small, small things. Like, they don't see why they should take your cell phone to go and sell it for 50 rands or 100 rands to, to eat. They have better ways. So you walk freely and nobody will steal your cell phone. They, they will steal. People will steal. But it's almost like for the cell phone, it's not worth stealing. If we want to steal, we must steal something that will change our village. Yeah, because the, the human nature is, is corrupt. Without Christ, it's corrupt. But it's almost like even in the stealing, there must be a class. Yeah, because come to think about it, why do you steal something that can change your afternoon? It can only change your morning. I mean, if you want to steal, steal something that can change the whole village. So that you have a good reason. But you are stealing, you, get, you go and sell a cell phone for 150 rands, you buy McDonald's, maybe there's a girl you want, then it's finished, then it's like, that's all. Oh. Anyway, so listen, let's go into the, the principle that Jesus stated that he that had, Mark chapter 4, verse 25, are you there? Okay. Now, he said, for he that hath to him shall be given. And he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. You see, in this statement, in this statement or in this discussion, you realize that the person that is being described as he that hath not does not mean the person has nothing. Point number one. I don't know if you understand it. The person has something. It may not be a lot, but there's something. Because otherwise, it wouldn't say, Jesus wouldn't say that even that which he has shall be taken from him, shall be taken even that which he has. If he truly has not, what are you going to take from him? So what it, what the, what it means is that, what it means is that there is something there is a basic giving, talent, whatever it is. Do you get it? There, there must be something. He may not have a lot of faith, but he has faith. Because, you see, when, when he said this, he was speaking a little earlier about, I think, hearing Maybe let's, let's go back to about verse 20 or thereabout. And this as you are saying, it could be at 64. Next verse. And he said unto her, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, not to be set on a candlestick? Verse 2. For there's nothing here which shall not be vanished. Verse 6. Good. Verse 3. The next verse. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> they get it. Meaning that, meaning that, and, and that was what followed, the verse 23, that we all are given a basic ability to hear. They get it. We all are given a basic ability to hear. Now, whether we hear more or we don't hear, 
in spite of the basic ability depends on us. Let me say it again. That, that's, this is where the differences come. The differences come about because one group with the same ability does something that increases the ability. Whilst another group with the same ability does virtually nothing. And therefore, even the little ability that they have gets dormant and therefore wasted away. Whatever you don't use, whatever you don't use becomes, for example, if I see a person and I look at them, they tell me that, oh, I don't know. Okay, they tell that this person has stroke. Just by looking at a person, I can tell you which side is a stroke. Because the side of the stroke is not used. Because it doesn't have the power to move. So, that side becomes smaller. Oh, yeah. When you don't use it many things, it just it gets wasted away. Are you with me? So, you have, it says, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Then the next verse and he said unto them, take heed what you hear. In other words, be careful what you hear. For with what measure ye met, it shall be measured unto you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Shall more be given. So, you can see that. And, and that is where the next principle, or the principle of he that hath. shall have more, and he that hath not, even that which he hath, shall be taken away from him. Now, how does it relate? How, how does this principle relate to us? How does this principle relate to us? That, that's the question you should be asking yourself. That what, How does this principle relate to us? Now, the principle relates to us because we all start at the same level of having to hear the gospel. We all start at the same level. There was a day when you were not born again. There was a day when I was not born again. There was a day when you were not born again. Now, for us to enter the kingdom or for us to have the resources available in God's kingdom, we all have to be born again. And nobody, it's not like somebody got born again more than the other. It's like when born again was big. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. It, it's like there's equalization. My being born again and your being born again depends on the same thing. Jesus as the son of God, Jesus as the Christ. Believe in that. Now, so after we all having believed, how do some people become giants in the kingdom of God and others backslide? You see, that, that's the, so that is the, this is where the he that has is, is now beginning to play a role. Because, you see, when we get born again, we are, our nature, we are all the same, we are all born babies. You see, none of us here was born an adult. None of us here was born with a lot of information about rockets and all those things. We are all born the same, blank, blank. And we all use the same language to communicate. Nah, we just cry. Everything, hey, that's it. That's it. Some, they change. The mothers know what each cry is for. That's the anointing. Are you with me? Amen. Yet some people grow up to be different from the other, even though we all start at the same thing. So, you see, the book he that has is making observations 
of the people who tend to increase, what is present in them? What, what do they have in common? And the people who tend to decrease or even backslide, what do they have in common? Now, if you don't respect, you see, it's a principle. It's a principle that those who have, they were doing something that makes them have. That's why the instruction is, the verse 23 or 24, no, 23, 24. It says, take heed, take heed. That, that instruction is that be careful, be careful what you hear. Because, you see, what you hear is going to determine your ability to go forward or to go backwards. I hope you are hearing me. You see, because all of you seated here can be me or ten times me. All of you seated here can be me or ten times me if I am just an ordinary measurement. Like I'm a pastor with churches and all those things. You can be me or ten times. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes, you can be me or even ten times. It all depends on you. It all depends on you. Because the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. What he will do with you depends on you. What he will do with you depends on you. It doesn't depend on him. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. And please, don't, rem- don't limit the Holy Spirit to doing do holy church. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Don't limit the Holy Spirit to doing holy church in the traditional way you know. Don't limit the Holy Spirit to doing church in the traditional way you know. You see, the Holy Spirit has a duty of glorifying God. The glory of God. The glory of God is not limited to a traditional church setting. So that, that's what I want to remove the barriers because sometimes when you, once you talk about the Holy Spirit, people think about sitting together church. No. You see, there is a way. The ways of God, the Bible says, are past finding. There is a way God can use your life out of the traditional church setting to bring many people to Jesus to demonstrate that he is God. In any field, in any field. I said in any field. So please, take the limits off. Take it off, take it off, take it off. Take it off. The Holy Spirit is, aims to glorify God. Or he has a duty of glorifying God. He shall not, he shall not speak of himself, but he shall, he shall, that which he shall hear, he shall speak. And he shall glorify me. So, so what I'm saying is that we all began at the same place. But what, what happens or what will happen to you depends on you. So if your Christian life is not flourishing, it, it has to do with you. You see, as I came, I was expecting, the last time I was here, I gave instruction that you should tile this place, isn't it? And you have not tiled it. Another person, if another person is here, this place will be tiled. The whole place, by the time I can, the whole place would have been tiled. It depends on you. Mm -hmm. It depends on you. Or, yeah, it depends on you. 
And, and the, one of the mistakes people who don't have make is that they always blame others for their problems. But you see, what you are not getting, that you are blaming me for your problems, is that I, what you believed is what I also believed. So since when did I become the cause of your problem? Because if what I have believed has brought into my life X, Y, Z, why is it not bringing into your life X, Y, Z? You don't understand my question. We all believe the same thing, that Jesus is the son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, from that belief, I have progressed. Why have you not progressed? Because your heart is not dependent on my heart. Everybody has their heart and everybody has their faith. So why is your faith not working for you? What, is, what my faith is working for me? What is it that I've done to my faith that you have not done to your faith? So instead of blaming me, you should look at yourself and say, you see, and that's what the Lord always has been telling me that don't look at Bishop Dag as somebody that must do ABCD for you. Whatever his life is doing is his faith that is living out. You to live out your faith. anything, if anything, his faith is giving you wind. You have to direct your aircraft or your, your whatever object to take advantage of the wind that his faith is giving you. Oh yeah. Instead of blaming him for you, he, he's living out his faith. So you to live out, you see, the Bible, the, you, you, the judgment is the same for all of you. The verses that are there that will be used to judge you is the same verse that will be used to judge him. He is believing it and living out his faith. Where is your believing and living out your faith? And you see, I'm saying this to you because most of you are old Christians. And I know there is hope if you were to believe. There is hope for your life to manifest the glory of God. But if you were to believe, and, and you need to understand that it's not me, it's not anybody else, it's you. You see, Satan will be happy for you to continue blaming somebody else. Satan will be happy for you to continue blaming somebody else. Because for as long as you blame somebody else, you, you never find a solution to your problem. It's not that there's no solution. It's not that there's no solution. No solution and not finding solution has the same effect. It leaves the problem unsolved. But Satan knows that God in his mercy has provided solution to your problem. And that, he couldn't negotiate with God not to provide it. So God has provided already. So his next step is to make you not see the solution by turning your attention on something else, somebody else, and not where you will find the solution. Hallelujah. I hope you are. I'm just preaching for 45 minutes and I'll be coming here every morning, so. I, I hope you are getting my introduction. I, I want us to go into the book and you have the book. You can, you see, the books are available but you won't get it to read it even. One of the things I found out about my pastors and I use the pastors because it's almost like they are the ones that have been with me longer. These two were in the church before I joined. Yeah, you were in the church before I came. 
Were you not with Apostle Christie before I came in 98? You were with him earlier, isn't it? Yeah. They were in the church before I joined. They've been in the church longer than me. So I always use my pastors because they have been around longer. And they, but whatever I'm saying to the pastor, it also applies to you. Because it's just a matter of time. You would also have been around longer. <laughs> Don't think that. It's, everybody's growing. Everybody's growing. As you are celebrating your great-grandmother and your grandmother, you are also becoming a mother. That's what you don't know. As they become great, it's you also moving closer. So what it is is that most of us don't do what we need to do. Because the, the, the word was take heed. Pay close attention to what you hear. Pay close attention to what you hear. Why? Because what you hear is going to determine what happens to you next. Now, so when we look at he that hath, in other words, the person who has, when we look at them, there are certain things that are present in them. One of them is that they are diligent. They are diligent. They are diligent. In other words, they give themselves to what needs themselves. In other words, they give attention to what must be given attention to. So, so you see, we all, we all have the ability to hear. But not all of us pay attention to what we hear. In other words, we all have the ability to hear, but not all of us analyze carefully the impact of what we hear, whether it's making us hear more or it's making us even deaf. But you'll find that in those who tend to hear more, they pay attention to what they are hearing. It doesn't just happen. They are careful to select what they hear. I hope you understand it. So, so by being, it's just like, it's just like, even ordinary life. Some people are careful at what they eat. And other people are like vacuum. Anything, they just pick it in. Once it can enter their mouth, to God be the glory. They get it. Some people are like that. They eat anything, anything. There were some people from their childhood are careful what they eat. As a child, without anybody telling you, they just don't eat, they don't like this, they like this one, they don't like that. They are careful. So it's almost like the health they have has not come by luck. They get, it has come by them being careful what they eat. We all have mouth, but what goes into the mouth? Do you get it? You have to decide. And you find out that maybe those who are healthy have decided that this and what, what are you? What are you coming to do with me when you enter my mouth? Are you going to make me a, a, a better person or you are going to make me a sick person? Are you going to give me life or take away life? understanding what I'm saying. So you'll find out that the people who hear more or who have, if it is hearing, who hear more? Because the more you hear, the better you become. Because the more you hear, the more you know. The more you hear, the more you understand. And therefore, understanding and knowledge gives you the ability to apply and therefore that is wisdom. 
of us, first, first, we are not careful what we hear. We are not, you see, we are not diligent to, to intentionally hear what will help us. We are not diligent to intentionally to select that. Is this thing going to help me? So instead of, you see, because somebody will say, no, instead of watching television of people that are working, whilst I'm sitting doing nothing, I would rather spend my time hearing something that will increase my knowledge. So even in the here, it's like the, the diligence. You, you need to be, let me put it this way. You need to be, you need to be, I don't know what's the other word for diligence. You, you, you need to be careful. You need to look critically to say, is this thing going to benefit me? How is this thing going to benefit me? You find people. Three hours watching two people having sex on a, on a glass. Okay. Then after that, what next? How is it going to make you heed that heart? And you see, it's the same life. The beauty of God is that he has given all of us certain things basic. 24 hours is 24 hours. Whether you're a white man, whether you're a yellow man, whether you're a green man, whether you're a monkey, whether you're a, a, a frog, whether everybody has 24 hours, night and day, night and day, night and day, night and day. It doesn't matter where you live, 24 hours. I don't know how he did it. That nobody can cheat the other person. What do you do with your 24 hours? I said, what do you do with your 24 hours? If you are using three hours watching a penis in a vagina and people screaming and all those things, and then, then, then after that, what next? Okay, after you have an erection or for the ladies, I don't know what it does to you. I, I can tell you what it does to the men. We, we have an erection. So you have an erection for three hours, then what next? No, but you see, the person who would have thinks about this, analyzes, asks, what, why am I doing this? How is it going to help my future? It's not that they don't have a desire to watch it all. I mean, look, whatever it is, whatever it does to you, it does the same to almost everybody. Even sometimes the sound. Just the sound, the sound coming from Two people in a room, knowing that they are, even if you don't know who is there, just a sound. But, but the question is, is that what I want to live for? Would that make me a blessing in society? Would that make me a father? You see, so what happens is that, Jesus is saying, the difference is determined by you. It's not like somebody has more of the blood of Jesus than another person. Like you, when you are being saved, your cost is, I mean, two gallons of the blood of Jesus. And then when I was being saved, mine was a, 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 a tank. That's why my ministry or my work is different. All of us, the, the same blood of Jesus, I don't know the quantity, but whatever it is, it's the same. But how come I'm profiting from the blood of Jesus than you. Yeah. Because you have been working and moving up and down and all those things. But if I organize a camp for 2,000 rands, you can't pay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, 2,000 rands, if you, if you take it from me, I will not even pray about it.
Oh, yes, I'm telling you. I wish I would tell you that. You know, ish, 2,000 rounds, the whole world will come to an end. It can't come to an end. The whole world can't come to an end because my 2,000 rounds is lost. It cannot come to an end. And it will not be something that will make me lose sleep one minute. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. So how come I'm profiting more than you? How come I'm profiting more than you? How come I'm profiting more than you? What is it I'm doing that you are not doing? So instead of, instead of maybe just brushing it aside, rather look carefully. What is he doing? What does he do that I don't do? So that I can start doing and I will have. Because there are things which when you do makes you have. And there are things which when you do, it makes you not have. Amen. Amen. Diligence is what? I'm just ending here with, with this one. I've just started just the first point. And you see, don't have the attitude that I know it. If you know it, why is, it man- why the, why is the knowledge of it not manifesting in your life? You see, because you, you think that, listen, you, you, you think that having the anointing is for only church. But the anointing is for everything. Amen. The anointing is for business. The anointing is for work. The anointing is for everything, for marriage, for whatever it is. The, the Holy Spirit's operation, because you see, it is the presence of demons and demonic forces here that makes the anointing necessary for everything the power of the holy spirit is what overcomes every force of darkness that operates anywhere in your life so don't think that it is only the pastor who needs the holy spirit you need the holy spirit so that your children and your grandchildren can be what they ought to be I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to say. So please, take off your cap. That limits you to church. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he, yeah he, he thinks not all of us are called to be pastors. Who told you that it is only pastors whose life can glorify God? Who told you? How many of the people in the Bible at the beginning of Christianity were pastors? have to be a pastor for the anointing to work in your life. Because your whole life, your whole life is a letter that would determine whether God is great or God is not. So don't think that it's only pastors who need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for everybody who has believed in Jesus as the Son of God and in Jesus as the Messiah. You, you see, when you believe that, no, you have a, a portion, a, an amount of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. How much more of the Holy Spirit is added to your life depends on you from there. When Peter said, if this is the case, then increase our faith. Jesus said, if you had, I think in Luke 17 or so, if you have a faith, if your faith is as, as little as a seed or a master seed, you shall say to this mountain, it's not the size. It's the use of it. Amen. It's not the size. It's the use of it. An apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, be thou, um, be, be thou plucked by the root and be thou planted in the sea. And it shall obey you. So he that hath uses the little that they have and it becomes a lot. He that hath not does not use the little that they have and therefore they lose it. They backslide and they start pointing fingers and saying all sorts of nonsense things. People that, you know, I feel very sad because I can see 
what you can become. I can see with my eyes like a naked what you can become if you were to take certain things seriously. And the reason why I can see is that I know myself and I know where I was. I, 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 I have nothing special. My dreams, I don't even understand them. There's, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special. And so assuming there's also nothing special about you, if I can, can become this, then you can become me. Amen. At least, at least, yes. And most of you are gifted. There is something in you that can change you and take you higher. But would you believe it? Yes. Would you believe it? And, and work on it. I pray for you. I said I pray for you. Amen. And don't think that you are the... Because, you see, you, you are able to do what you did because you don't have problems. No. You agree with me that if you want to do something, a problem is not a hindrance. Yeah. yeah, if you want to do something, a problem is not a hindrance. Yeah. You accept the problem as a hindrance because you don't want to do it. If you want to do it. And I've watched, you know, the animals, the dogs, when they're on heat. When a dog is on heat, you don't know how, but it will get pregnant. As long as there's a male dog around. You know, one day one of my pastors has, or had a, a dog, a male dog, and then brought a female one, but had not sterilized the male. So I said, oh, they are, they are siblings. It's like they are the same stock. So you don't want to let them cross each other because then it increases the chances of def- genetic defects among animals. And it's even human beings. Yeah. The chances of genetic diseases are high when you intermarry one another. So the animals, they advise that you don't, like, animals born from the same stock should not cross each other because it increases their chances of birth defects and things. So it's like, as he brought the dogs, they are from the same stock. So I said, oh, are you not going to castrate this one? I said, oh, no, we'll do, but I don't have time. But then I lock, we lock this one in the night and release this one during the day and lock that one. So I said, oh, when they are on heat, it, 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 I mean, your locking won't work. He said, no, it's not possible. Well, long story short, it, it became possible. I don't know. But in my own house, I have some of the dogs locked up permanently in a place where they are in a, like a fence place. Long story short, the one of them was not locked up by his free in the house, by a female. When it was on heat, it was found in the, in the cage of the guy. That's all. How it got there? Ordinarily, every day, it doesn't jump the fence. But when it was on heat, it was found there. How? I don't know. And after three months later, there were litters. I mean, there were puppies. <laughs> so when you want to do something, nothing can stop you. So when, whenever a problem, you are advancing a problem as a reason why you are not doing it, you, tell yourself that is not true. Amen. Don't believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. This one is morning special teachings for you. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to go deep into your word.
We pray the watering of the Holy Spirit on that which we have heard. As we meditate on it, Lord, give us deeper insight and revelations. And help us to know that you have made available for our lives everything we need for your glory to be manifested in our lives. And grant us the wisdom to take the necessary steps to walk in your provisions, believing and trusting that we may see your goodness in our lives. You have not called us to be poor financially. Neither have you called us to be poor in fruit. Neither have you called us to be poor in glorifying you. Lord, by your help, may our lives recover and to press on until we have seen all the good things of this life. Your word has promised us that no man that has left things for your sake and for the sake of the gospel shall not have in this life a hundredfold and in the life to come eternal life. But Lord, this is the promise that this is our lot. We shall have it. We want to see it. We want to see it, Lord. And we know you are true. Therefore, help us. Help us to exercise our faith. Help us to believe and to walk in what you have said. May we never find ourselves arguing with you. But may we rather ask you, help us to understand and to walk in all the principles that brings prosperity both here on earth and in your sight. We ask for time. We ask for time. We ask for time. Heal our sicknesses. Give us strength in our inner man. And physically, let our mortal bodies be strong and ready to go an extra mile. Heal our minds, O oh Lord, by renewing it with your word as we read it. That, Lord, our lives would testify of your goodness. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.